la 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 this week in smart go with your host fat kev smith hey everybody it's fat kev smith trustworthy kev smith here letting you know about some happenings in the world of smart go hipping you to the happenings this week in smart go uh right now you can go to hulu.com and check out the brand new episode of the smart co show spoilers man uh we see rock of ages this week and we talk to robert rodriguez it's a good time ralph's on there as professor cartoonius we drop another hollywood babylon cartoon on you oh it's mary check it out man go to hulu.com slash spoilers check out all three episodes we've done so far uh since it's a new week you know that means new jay and bob get old on wednesday of course New Babylon on uh, Monday, and that's uh, Ralph and guest host David Keckner. And for both of those shows, there's some clips. If you want to watch them, go to YouTube slash CSMOD. That's our SIT, SMODCO Internet Television Channel. And uh, you can watch clips of uh, ba- a bit of Babel, me and Ralph sitting there talking about Thor. And you can watch clips from Jay and Silent Bob Get Old and me and Mr. Jason Muse. Uh, it's a new week, so there's a brand new Fat Man on Batman, which is a podcast that Smodco dropped a couple weeks ago. Tearing up charts, number one on iTunes and whatnot. Everyone seems very, very pleased with it. Uh, part two of our interview with the People's Joker, Mark Hamill, is on this episode. If you've never heard Mark Hamill interviewed, my God, it is oral delight. A-U-R-A-L, man. He tickles the ear pussy in a big, bad way. Just finds your clitoris and gives you an eargasm. That's what we do at Smodco. We make talk sexy. July 14th, looking ahead. You going to the San Diego Comic-Con? You better be, man. And while you're there, go to Hall H on Saturday night. For my annual Q&A, that's right, I'm going to stand up there and tell you a bunch of stuff, tell you about Smartcade, tell you about the TV shows, tell you about Hit Somebody, tell you about some comics we got coming. Lots of announcements going on. You'll want to be there when it happens. July 14th, that's the Saturday of Comic-Con weekend, Hall H Q&A, as per usual, me at the end of the night, cussing my fool fucking head off. But then, here's a little bit different, run across the street right after that, man. Get your fat ass uh, to the House of Blues because me and Ralph are doing Comic-Con Babylon, man, for the second year in a row. 11 p.m. show. It's late night. going to be sexy. Tickets available at csmod.com. Speaking of me and Ralph and being sexy and being out of our Los Angeles uh, home base, we're going to Ottawa, man. The Hollywood Babylon Canadian premiere and my personal uh, auto, Ottawa premiere in Canada's uh, nation's capital. Me and Ralph are going to be at the Centerpoint Theater doing Ottawa Babylon on August 25th. Uh, go to csmod.com for tickets. Me and Scott Mosier, a week before that, we're going to be doing live Smodcast in Portland. Portland, Oregon, man, not Portland, Maine. Don't get your hopes up there, Maine. Uh, Portland, Oregon at the Aladdin, August 17th. Tickets available at csmod.com. But if you're like, hey, I don't want to pay for any of this shit. I like my shit from Smodcast free. Well, guess what? You can go to the YouTube channel, YouTube slash CSMOD. Fall down the rabbit hole at SIT, man. Smodco Internet Television. And when you're driving and you're not stoned, put us in your ear pussy. Let us tickle your ear pussy, man, hard with our eargasmic music. Uh, Smodco Internet Radio, man, sir, is uh, there for you at all times. Uh, don't forget to watch uh, spoilers this week on Hulu, and we'll have more information about more shows coming. In fact, uh, the comic book man season two starts shooting very soon. People get ready. There you go, man. That's this week in Smodco. I'm Kevin Smith. Now on with the show. With clever meme, with funny tweet, I'll never leave my office seat. 
Those who think they know what's right, listen on Sundays to NetHeads, all right? You've got to throw some cold water on the situation. Start talking about nerd stuff. You know, nerd culture is mainstream now. So when you use the word nerd derogatorily, it means you're the one that's out of the zeitgeist. This is NetHeads. With Will Wilkins. Yeah, that's right. Get into the zeitgeist, everybody. Coming at you, 102 degrees. Ugh. Lay the stacks on wax. We got the sounds that really pop. <laughs> Sorry, I am sweating balls up here, and I'm trying to do a show. I, I've got this freaking green screen that's fighting me every cent, uh, step of the way. I'm just ready to kill somebody. Welcome to NetHeads. My name is Will. My name's Trent. My name is Mirko. Now, here's the thing. Uh, we've been wrestling with Americo's audio at the beginning of the show. I'm pretty convinced Trent claims he just woke up from a nappy poo. I think he just crawled out of the bottom of a bottle. So <laughs> I think I think he got a little pissed off about the whole T-balls thing the last was, time we talked. And he's just like, fine, okay, you don't. You don't want to respect <laughs> T-balls, you're getting full T-balls. <laughs> you get to deal with that fucker the entire for an hour and a half, Look man. at that. See, an F-bomb and we're <laughs> barely even on the air. This is, this... Oh, jeez. Now we need to turn his audio down. Listen to him cackling hyena. <laughs> hey, Will, this huh? is an audio podcast. Why Why are you worried about a green screen? Hey, why don't you worry about sounding not drunk? That's what you should worry about. Okay. God damn. You worry about your own green screen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you worry God. about your own little world, Mr. Man. Uh, it's so little. You better just mind your P's and Q's, mister. <laughs> How you guys doing? I'm great. I'm I'm cold, Will, and I'm only like 20 miles away from you. How does that work? You're what? cold? Yeah, it's I'm, freezing cold in the city. I'm ready to disconnect you right now. <laughs> Oh, we lost him. It was just the weirdest thing. It just dropped. Yeah. No, it just went white. He just got T-balled. Anyway. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I, it is foggy and windy here in the city. I have no idea how you uh, did not. Oh, no. There is there is a wind outside, but it is a hot wind. Oh, oh. Uh, I get you. So basically, God is just flatulating all over us. Mm-hmm. So that's nice. I got that going for me. Happy Father's Day. Thank you very much. I greatly appreciate that. <laughs> Anyway, nobody knows why I'm cackling. Hey, if you want to take part in this program, there are many ways you can do so. One of them is this little thing called Twitter. If you throw a hashtag NetHeads. Now, what does that mean, Trent? Um, That's the pound Shut up, you're drunk. It's hashtag NetHeads. (laughs) It's the little thing that looks like the number symbol above the number three. If you do a shift three or you do some fancy thing on your smartphone, if you're using one of those, you can tweet via that. And that's on Twitter. So throw hashtag NetHeads up there. Everybody will see it, not just us, but everybody that's taking part in the program. Also, you can give us a phone call at 866-610-9455. Or what's the 925 number, Americo? That would be 925-238-9020. See, everybody's got a part. I'm sorry, Trent. I'm taking, um, you know, Daddy's in a bad mood, and, and he's taking it out on the eldest. I'm sorry. Trent's not here anymore. Oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> you know, if I could just have a breathalyzer tre- test to, to prove that you're not drunk, maybe it's, I'd be less bitter. 
It's like it's like um you know for repeat offenders of DUIs they have to blow into their you know little machine to start their car up. Yeah, exactly. I was just before watching- I can load Skype, I have to blow into my computer. <laughs> <laughs> but that of course has nothing to do with the alcohol level. No, uh, no, gosh, no, no. I'm uh, returning the favor. I, yeah, I was actually just- last night while I was trying to fall asleep, I was watching Forty Year Old Virgin, and I love that part where <laughs> Leslie Mann's in the car. He's like. Are you drunk? It's like, no, I haven't drank. Here, blow into this. Blow into this. <laughs> it's like, ooh, and he does it. And goes, that's that. Oh, it's something the judge suggested I have. Ooh, buddy. Oh. Yeah, that's a great, great scene. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot in that movie I just really, really like. I oh. I, I have to admit it. Uh, mostly, I think my favorite parts though are actually that's not true because mostly I quote Steve Carell when I'm doing movie quotes for that one. And by say doing movie quotes, uh, I actually mean I'm just having conversation with my friends. Um, right. It's not like I'm sitting there running the lines with people. Uh, but that one, you know, I I don't know why, but and it's just the little offhand ones like um when the Indian guy is telling him what uh, sex is all about, you know, and that's it's it's about love. So it's not about butthole pleasures. And Steve Crowell just goes, it's not about butthole pleasures at all. And I just love his deadpan delivery. And then the, the guy says to Morty, he's like, please stop. Just, I love that scene. But Seth Rogen, too, though, is just uh, oh, yes. horribly quotable in that movie. Horribly yeah. quotable. Yeah. The one thing I do admire most about 40-Year-Old Virgin, though, is that the scene with the waxing really happened yes. yes there's there's blood coming out of his chest he went he went method on that one oh my if you know gosh. what i'm saying he did not mess around Ooh, that's got to be pain man i can't even imagine to think about that you know sometimes when my wife tortures me never mind let's not talk about this <laughs> people scene is that is that what comes to mind yeah so um yeah definitely <laughs> Uh, let's say Stu62 says, hey, guys, just wanted to say have a good show. Been a while since I was able to listen live. Good stuff. No, thanks. Well, Stuart. I don't know why. So far, it just seems Will's an asshole, but okay. Stop it. Glad you're enjoying it. <sighs> I like that. Even Fengar's repeating before podcasting, a part of him has to blow his computer. <laughs> it only makes sense. Mm, that's good computer. <laughs> So uh, I guess we should talk about what happened last week, huh? See, look at that. America, you're not in my... The big problem is... By the way, for those of you wondering why America wasn't on the show last week, uh, other than the Uh fact that we did like a seven-minute broadcast. Actually, that's not true. It was a 17-minute show, but I swear to God it had 10 minutes of commercials in it. (laughs) It was worse worse than K-Rock days of Howard Stern. (laughs) He'd be on for like 10 minutes an hour, and there were 50 minutes of ads. <laughs> but uh, we we briefly went on. I, I there was family stuff going on. That's the only way to put it. That's the reason why I thought we weren't going to go on the air. Uh, but I really wanted to get my nephew on the air with me. And God Almighty, it terrified me how good that kid is. Yeah, right. I was, now I'll just, I'll just hang up my headphones right now. No, nah, I don't mean that. I think you guys should like question if he's like suddenly on the air and I'm not because it may mean. <laughs> well, you know, it was I was kind of thinking that. You know, you may be thinking, or you may suddenly suspect it was P- Professor Plum in the library with a pipe. <laughs> and now he's on the air. Because, man, the only thing I will say is our two voices were kind of too similar, which I was well, shocked see, I about. I didn't catch that. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Well, you, you've you been listening to me a lot for several years. That's true. So yeah. um, maybe that's the reason why. Well, I was enjoying listening to the conversation, actually. I was like, wow, this guy's a thousand times better than me. 
Very good. <laughs> this is the best episode of NetHeads ever. <laughs> but I'm not on it. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so uh, we got on the air really quick. Okay, and I wanted to get the thing geek at, and boy, am I glad I did. Right? Uh, I'll say. Uh, but we, uh, I wanted to get him on the air, uh, just because with the, with the weekend that was going on, it was one of those things he was looking forward to, I was kind of looking forward to it, so, you know, we, uh, we got him on the air, and then we got Trent on the air, but then I'm looking, and suddenly I see that um, Americo isn't anywhere to be found. But now I realize it's because somehow you've been uh, extradited from my contact list, and I don't know why. That's... That's where that whole story is going, in case anyone's wondering. I get it. No, yeah, dude, yeah. That, it's just a, you know, it's a, it's a, a, an offhanded keystroke, more than likely. Okay, look, I'm floundering, so why don't we uh, face the inevitable? We have to uh, talk to our maker. Let's get him on the line. Ladies and gentlemen, fresh on the phone this week, none other than Francis. Hi, how's it going? It's going great, sir. How are you? I'm doing well. Cool. Well, I'm glad we Happy got that Father's out of the way. <laughs> Go ahead. Happy Father's Day. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. Oh, that's um, nice. Did you do anything special for your father today? My dad and I and our family went to IHOP. Oh, nice. that sounds nice. I is it like one of those? IHOP. Is it one of those IHOPs that still have the huge, like cathedral-like uh, roofs? Kind of, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I miss those. They don't have them in California anymore. No, now they're just little uh, blue-roofed uh, regular buildings. Yeah. Oh. Like Brian Regan said. Yeah. Really? I <laughs> wasn't even aware that you were a follower of the Regan. Well, I listened to his stand-up act, yeah. Well, cool, man. So now, here's the thing. For those that do not know, uh, during the week, if you don't follow the hashtag NetHeads... Um, Suddenly, Francis said, and I thought he was this this wealth of information, uh, this uh, cornucopia of of DC Golden Age uh, comic knowledge, mm-hmm. and he um, he said suddenly via Twitter, "Hey guys, I- I'm tapped. I'm just going to call the show to say hello." Yep. Say hi. Yep. I really <laughs> exactly. I just find it hard to believe you really don't have anything on your mind, though, Francis. Well, I don't know. Oh, see, is there something wrong? Did we did we cross a, a line somewhere and upset you, Francis? Is that what it is? No, I can't remember any more Golden Age stories, really. Oh, okay. Well, that's acceptable, well, then. He's actually reached the, the edge of his knowledge. Yeah. Well, Francis, I, I've been curious. You, we, you obviously love DC characters, but what else are you into? I mean, other than, obviously, Golden Age comics. The world of Kevin Smith. Oh, well, that's a very, very uh, deep, deep well, if you will. It's, yes. it's, it's, it's a good world to be into, though. I agree. Well, and those of you, uh, like what your friends on Facebook will attest, I think uh, your profile image is Kevin Smith, isn't it? Either that or you look a hell of a lot like the guy. <laughs> okay, see? What, now, what was, your, uh, what was your first introduction to the, uh, if you will, the Kevin Smith universe? I saw Mulrats on network TV. And it just clicked. Yeah. Wow, that's funny, too, because the network TV edit of Mallrats has some of the worst dubbing in the world. <laughs> they, oh, they have God, horrible yeah. ADR from Jason Mewes. And um, just I, I really think it was all one guy, 
You know what I mean? Just doing different voice. It would be like if they said, okay, Will, you got to do the the voice for Jason Muse to cover up the profanity here. And, and it would just, like, if you heard Muse's voice and you've heard mine, there's going to be no match at all. <laughs> no way. Things like that, yeah. Yeah. And from there, did you did you get into the movies and delve deeper? Uh, yeah. What did you think of the uh, of the both the political and religious commentary presented in Dogma? Um. Uh, well, he is his point of view, and I have mine, but I, I love it. Hmm. Right on. I like that. I like, I like that. that. He can appreciate yeah. the art, even though the point of view may not be in line with his own. There is more to Francis than we ever knew, guys. Yeah, he's a deep, deep, deep guy. I you agree. Know? So what's on like, what's on tap for this week, Francis? What do you got planned? Uh, hopefully hitting Subway for the Subway diet. Right on. Actually, nice. I had that for lunch today. You know, the uh, $5 footlong feature of the month, at least in my area, is the uh, oven-roasted chicken and spinach. I don't know oh, if it is in your nice. area as oh. well. It was delightful. Now, is that cooked spinach or the fresh spinach? No, it's the fresh spinach. That's even better then. Cooked chicken, fresh yeah. spinach. Yeah. Yeah, they I just give it to you raw. Yeah. <laughs> what was that, Francis? They have it at my subway too. Oh, very good. Now I per I what now if you were let's say you were to get this sandwich, Francis, because the hypothetical of your dietary intake is really what I'm sure people want to hear right now. Um what do you uh what would you do? Like let's say uh, do you just have a regular sandwich that you stick with or do you venture out? Like is there just one you're gonna get and how do you get it? Or or are you gonna possibly try the oven roasted chicken and spinach? Well, I just had the oven roasted chicken with uh, pickles, jalapenos, and oregano. That's it each time. Wow! Ooh. So you like the fire, huh? Yep. Nice. I'm I'm a bland kind of eater. I hate to admit it. Although I will, it I did discover that I like grilled onions and I like red onions, depending oh. on the application. Do you like grilled red onions? I have not tried that, so I you do not know. You know, it's funny. I do not know that. I do. <laughs> that's a um, good. That's a good one. That's a good Carson. <laughs> oh, is that who that was? Yeah, that's I great know. Carson. Okay. Well, hey, yep. Francis. I and what about? And that's it, huh? So just oregano. Because you know, I I always have to have something. I, I don't I don't let them put the cheese on, but like I tend to like the honey mustard. Oh no no. Mm, yeah, the honey mustard uh, dressing. I like that. I can't I can't do without it. Is that wrong? It's fine. I I have um, pepper jack on it. Oh, there you go. I just, I cut the cheese because I don't need, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Good night. I'm well, six years old. <laughs> I'm the one who said it. Anyway, Francis, I'm thank you for your call. Uh, good luck with the weed on this. Uh, and wait a minute. So you're doing the, uh, we've never really talked about this, have we? So are you on a, uh, are you, you're on a diet. Are you, are you actively losing weight or are you maintaining? I'm trying to lose weight. Um. Okay, well, right on, man. Well, you know, like uh, like a, a little green guy once said, "Do or do not, there is no try." That's true. Absolutely. All right, man. Well, uh, more power to you. We'll, we'll. Uh, I think we maybe this is the new venue we should pursue. Maybe you and I should both lose weight together, not holding hands or anything <laughs> like that. But and, and then, like every week, we can talk about what we did and where we're at. How does that sound? Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll try. Awesome. So we'll test this out next week. We'll see how it goes. And we'll play it by ear. All righty? Okay. Definitely. Yeah. All right, man. Well, you have a great week. As always, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you.
It's just not a show of net. We even last week we even got in a Francis phone call. We did, uh huh. Yeah. Which nobody got the joke that I laughed when I said John and then Francis because my nephew's name is John Francis Wilkins Jr. See, so yeah, like, like I was laughing about that, and, I, and <laughs> nobody got that. But let me call back to another really short show. Uh, it was amazing though that we we in seven that was the most power packed, consistent seventeen minutes of netheads that has ever been on the air. Yeah. We knocked the bottom right out of it. We did. We did. So, hey, it was Father's Day today. Uh, I assume you both still have fathers. I've heard you talk about them. Yes. Did you uh, do anything for dear old dads today? Going to be calling him here here in uh, in an hour. Oh, okay. So you're saving you're saving the post yeah. net heads for dad. Yeah. Well, that's mighty nice of you. That's our time. There you go. It is. <laughs> that's net heads is over, Dad. I'm ready for you. Yeah, now, I can give you my all. Now, what about you, Americo? Uh, I did call my father. He's uh, um, he's off in uh, near UC Davis, where my cousin just graduated with honors from UC Davis. Whoa, go Aggies! Yeah. And from she has a degree in history, so she can have deep thoughts about being broke. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> I like. No, but what's that? I like that. <laughs> deep thoughts about <laughs> it, being broke. She, um, yeah, so my dad's over there because this girl, amazing, uh, amazing, uh, story. Uh, she, or both her dad and her mom are, are no longer with us. She went through school, worked on her own, and she literally just made it all on her own and, um, and graduated with honors. And that was a great thing. So my dad is hanging out there with her. So I was able to talk to her. Well, that's him. really good. That's, that's very yeah. admirable because God knows I don't have the ambition to do squat. <laughs> I wouldn't even be doing this show if it weren't handed to me on a platter. Let's face it. <laughs> well, that's good to hear. And, uh, you know, I, uh, I I am the dad now in my family. So, uh, actually, I got some really cool gifts. I I was bitching the other day about my, my trifold wallet. And I'm like, I just want a bifold wallet. This is ridiculous. I can't handle these threes. Give me two. Yeah. I just want to open yeah. it once. This is ridiculous. I'm digging around for cards. What's going on? And sure enough, I got a, I got a bifold wallet. And then the one thing I've always wanted, but I haven't bought for myself, a life-size X-Wing. No, not that. Uh, <laughs> it's just it's sitting in the backyard now. That is. <laughs> We're going to put it on the end of the pool, use it as the diving board. It'll be all good. No, uh, the, uh, the, the uh, disappearing TARDIS coffee mug. So it's got two sides. One side is the city street where the TARDIS is. Then as the cup gets warm, because the other side is space, there's an empty void in space. As the cup gets warm, the... Uh, the TARDIS will mysteriously disappear from the city landscape and then appear what? in space. I know. It's voodoo in a cup. I don't know how I feel Magic. about that. Yeah, and all, and but no guys, the best part. Are you ready for it? <laughs> all right. A TARDIS Lego set. Well not pardon me, not a TARDIS Lego set, but a, a TARDIS uh plastic block set, complete with an eleventh doctor and an Amy Pond. As well as a small sonic screwdriver. Although I will say, if I thought the sonic screwdriver looked inappropriate before, in Lego form, (laughs) even worse. (laughs) Oh, man. You must make it clear to Trent that it's not an anatomically correct Amy Pond. No, it's not, and you back off. Oh, uh, as you say, so I can't take it to bed with me at night. Well, you could, but that'd it, be it'd very get awkward. lost real quick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I'll show you my sonic screwdriver. 
Oh, Lord. And the uh, the interesting <laughs> thing, though, is, you know, at, after I put it together, my daughter was – she got her Legos and was kind of creating her own Doctor Who adventure. And at one point, she put Amy and the Doctor in the TARDIS. And then the next time she opened it, it was really funny because the Doctor is facing the side of the TARDIS and Amy is leaning back against the back. And it looks like the Doctor's trying to mac on Amy. I'm not going to lie. He he always kind of has, though. No, no, sir. Uh, Come on. Mm-hmm. Think about it. At the end of the second part with the Weeping Angels in the fifth season. Wow. This is, once again, uh, we're getting into territory <laughs> where I'm amazed my wife will even let me touch her. <laughs> But when you watch I, the end of um uh and I know I'm spoiling something for you, Merrick. Oh, sorry. Um, no, 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 but What's it's the, not really the, the weeping angel two parter. Yeah, it's not really. Uh-huh. But you know what the hell? Spoiler alert! Spoiler <laughs> for something two years Spoiler old. Alert. Uh, at the end of the second part, which I believe was flesh and stone. Yes. Uh, after they naturally make it through the complexities of the episode, uh, you know, having fe- faced her own mortality, uh, Amy's feeling a little randy, which I hear is a pretty common uh, human condition. And, yes. and so tell me about it. She's trying to uh, mack on the doctor. And, you know, he's actually he's quite adamant about not going down that route. That's because it's his girlfriend's right there. No, she's not. River Song has already disappeared by then. Oh, has she? Yes. Oh. Come on, man. Oh. Get with By it. By the way, yeah? uh, Doctor Who update. I am on season three, mid-season so far. and Okay. So okay, season, good. season three, that means uh, uh, Billy Piper is gone as Rose. Yes. And now yes. you're into the name of the... Martha. Martha, thank you. Now, I will tell you, do not watch this season casually, Americo. Oh, I haven't been. I, I From season one, Keep- with the whole... Keep your eyes peeled. That's all I'm going to tell you. All right. I've noticed that with the whole Bad Wolf thing in season one. Yeah. That was genius. Um, I've I've been keeping a good eye on this. I've noticed that they like to do the little Easter eggs there. Yeah. And this one is especially um, just keep an eye on any monitors, any TVs or any monitors. Oh, right. Yes. That'll make it easy. I, I see what you're getting at. Nice. I absolutely will do that. Yeah, it'll make it a lot easier because then, you know, a certain point will happen and you won't. I, did, I didn't catch it the first viewing, so then I got frustrated. And the next thing you know, I'm going back and I'm like catching every instance. Well, that was worth my time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, so, well, that's good. That's a that's a good season. Uh, it, although I got to admit the season finale had some frustrations for me. I can't wait for Hopefully by this time next week you'll have gone through there. And oh, we will we'll, we'll see if we, we are of a like mind. Okay. I'm very interested to see your uh, catcher's perspective. Speaking of science fiction shows, Trent. Yes. What's coming back tonight? Um. Uh, well, and I'm torn because it's it's falling skies. Yes. <laughs> it's falling yeah, skies. Exactly. I am. I am the exact uh, same way. I. Oh, but here's the thing. You guys got to remember. Now, hey, wait a minute. Don't say both of you. Obviously. <laughs> Okay, let's let Americo have his say. Mm-hmm, Apparently, mm-hmm. he enjoyed the show more than we did. Oof, I, I, w- I will give you the audio cue, though. Try moving the mic a little closer to your mouth now. I'm sorry. All right. But go ahead, dude. What do you got? All right. Let, it ha- let so, us have it. This is your opportunity. I will not interrupt. All right. Completely well, I, uninterrupted. I will let you speak. <laughs> all right? I will let you get your opinion out. Go ahead. Well, first I have to say. No, I mean, I um, will not leave you hindered here. Yeah, just just uh, just get just this, let it out. Just get this pig, slap this pig in the ass. Go ahead. I liked it. 
<laughs> just be, he, he's like, Will's going to interrupt me. I liked it. I liked it. No, I obviously the ending. Don't get on the ship, right? It's pretty much a given, in, 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 as far as the last season. But I took that with the grain of salt that it was, because obviously, you know, it had to continue. It was. It seemed ine- inevitable. I thought the buildup uh, was really slow. The payoff was nice, though. I enjoyed it. For me, the payoff wasn't good enough, and I no. and, and and in some ways, it kind of it, it made me. How do I say this? The way the story unfolded, and I'm not mm. going to put the play the spoiler alerts, guys. The new season is starting. If you haven't caught up in the old one, it's been re-airing. I don't feel bad anymore. Uh, yep. If you're overseas, my apologies. That's the way it is. <laughs> you know, if it hasn't aired in. Uh, Australia or New Zealand or China or whatever. I'm sorry, but hey, thanks for listening. Yeah, we appreciate. <laughs> we appreciate you, but we got to talk about these things because we're we're geeks, and and if there's anything that we do, it's sit and argue about science fiction. That's just what we do. <laughs> am I right or am I right? Or am You're I right? right? All right, You're right, right, right. Anyway, the uh, the the problem I had with Falling Skies for those that aren't aware of the show. Uh, mankind has uh, been assaulted by an alien invasion, and guess what? They've won. Yeah, we've now, got our asses handed yeah, to us. Now the people that are left are a small band of resistance fighters. And the thing is, all of the kids, the adults have been, when the aliens invaded, they killed adults, but they took kids, and they put these things on them that they were, called, that they were calling harnesses. Right. It looks like some type of uh, Geigerish... Uh, you know, um, alien life form slapped on. It's like a slug with with crab legs that they slapped on somebody's back, mm. basically. Right. Yeah. And it's used to control the the children, and they're making the children do the manual labor. So you got two different stories going on. You've got fighting the bad aliens and trying to get back our kids. And as the stories unfolded, they were able to come up with a way to successfully get these harnesses off the kids without killing them. But then near the end of the season's run, we discovered two things. One, the things that they have been fighting that they've been thinking are the aliens may actually just be other races that have been taken over by these aliens because they killed one of these uh, crab-like creatures and they call them skitters, I think. Right. And they discovered a harness underneath the, the exoskeleton of the alien. So they were the like, children. Yeah. So they're like, oh, my gosh. Well, you know, but there were, but obviously they're probably somebody else's children because the the process is the metamorphosis is still going on right now on Earth. Yeah. So, so there that was one aspect. So now suddenly, you know, I feel kind of bad for the skitters because again, they're just tools of whoever the main aliens yeah, it's are. It's not their fault. Yeah. And then uh, on the other side, once they had successfully gotten these things off the kids, suddenly we discover even though they've been separated from these harnesses, the aliens can still mess with them. The aliens can still control them. You know, they can keep uh, this metamorphosis happening. So at that point, you're kind of like, you know, this is not good. And this does not bode well for the future. And the only slight redeeming quality of the show is also the part that frustrates us the most, at least Trent and I. And that is the the end of the season, Noah Wiley's character, who's uh, what's the uh, unit that they're with? The, uh, oh, God. The 12th. I don't even remember. 12th. so. The twelfth battalion of Massachusetts. <laughs> something, something. Twelve Massachusetts. Whatever. Twelve Massachusetts. Says, from the I just need Boston. another drink. Leave me alone. Yeah, I'm just gonna. <laughs> I'm just need to sleep it off. Will, sorry. Get so sleepy. Or do you need to get your drunk on to talk to Dad? I'm confused. But anyway, 
So, uh, no, uh, basically the aliens are talking through another one of the captured children, using them as their voice. And, uh, you know, they basically come down and they're like, hey, I know you just blew up our ship. Because they had successfully taken out one of yes. these large platforms built in a major city that we have no idea why they're there. Uh, they're like, hey, we know you just blew our stuff up. But here's the thing. You guys are fighting more than anyone else that we've messed over. And we're really curious about this. So I'll tell you what. We'll leave your kid alone if you get on the ship. And come with us. Because we want to try and figure you nutty guys out. Yeah, you're so kooky and zany. Yeah, we just we just want to... <laughs> you're like the carrot top of races that we've invaded. And, <laughs> and we just need to figure you out. Okay? Because it's so crazy. You got your props, and now you're all steroided out, and you've done all this cosmetic <laughs> yes. surgery. We just don't get you. <laughs> Oh, no, there's no. nothing. There's no kind of comedy like carrot top comedy. Let me tell you. Oh God. So uh, for us, for me, this is a, it. It was a great thing if they went into it not knowing if they were getting renewed, because at least right, then exactly. they got to tell an interesting story. And I don't know. There could be some hope for the future. It's a nifty cliffhanger. All this stuff. But then the big problem is, you know, if they can manipulate and metamorphosize people. How can you ever trust Noah Wiley again? Exactly. You can't. You can't. I think that's the dilemma. I think that's what will motivate the second season. Not, the, was... not being stuck in a single place the entire time. Well, and that's the thing I was going to say before I realized Americo had an opinion and I wanted to let him get it out. <laughs> <laughs> the show this season has a new show runner. Yes. Uh, and which, by the way, you notice nobody was as up in arms as they were like with Dan Harmon being replaced as showrunner. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, Falling Skies has a new showrunner. We don't care. Oh, thank God. Ooh, Dan Black. Harmon's being replaced. All hell Mageddon ah! breaks loose. <laughs> Nerd riots broke out. In, me, right? Yeah, I know. It's horrible. <laughs> So uh, nobody cared. <laughs> nobody even blinked. Nobody even knew. I think I learned two weeks ago reading an article. Uh, but the showrunners have been replaced. And, and the new guys have even said, you know, the whole thing where they were – because at one point in the show, they're holed up in the school. They're like, ah, oh, yes. perfect. Yeah. And then suddenly it seems like this whole alien invasion threat just goes away all of a sudden. Yeah. They're like, oh, hey. You know, we, we know there's bad aliens out there everywhere. But apparently we can set up at a school and we're invisible. And we have more to fear from the, the marauders around us than the aliens. Yeah, it's just stupid. Uh, Wait, is, and now they're going to be... Go ahead. This is what happens in season two? No, no, this was season one. Remember when they were oh. at the school? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, For yeah. several I, I episodes? For some reason. Like from thought, episode three until ten? <laughs> that's true. Maybe that's eleven? Said the ramp up was slow. Yeah, oh man. Uh, but, you know, I, and I, that may just be also because they they had so much that they were clearly trying to set up. You know, yeah. they, the skitters talk to the kids telepathically. We find out maybe what the nature of the skitters are. They reveal there are actually these other tall, really skinny aliens that look like the T-1000 got really stretched out and had sex with a gray. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. They look like know, engineer cave paintings. Yeah, they had a lot of stuff to tell. But the new showrunners, they even said, you know, there's going to be a lot more urgency this season. You know, it's not going to okay. be getting set up in, in some fort and, and being able to just relax for a while. That's going to be gone, which is good. And, you know, the whole thing with Noah Wiley, though, going on the ship, you know, they're like, oh, well, that could, like you said, that could be the buildup for season two. But, uh, you know, do we trust him? Can we trust him? Well, guys, that's only going to go 50-50. 
really. I mean, he's either yeah. going to now be working for the aliens or he's going to be working for humanity. Or he's going to – or the big reveal that's going to happen all the way through. It's going to look like he's a traitor, but then he's going to show how he flipped it and it's really to our benefit. <laughs> So now I've given you the three options. I've given you the three options for how this season will plan out. Unless, wait a second, unless it looks like he's working for the aliens, and then he flips it to show us how he's actually doing it for us, and then he flips it again, and it's really working for the aliens. I've now given you you the four options. Put a bullet in his fucking head the second he walks off that ship. I completely agree. Hey, look, Noah Wiley's back. (laughs) Boom. I believe in the teaser trailer for season two. That's exactly the first line uh, that uh, the character, uh, who, the guy who plays John Locke, I can't remember his name. He's in the uh, Falling Skies season two. Oh, really? Um, yes, he is. And he basically says, why don't I put a bullet in your head right now? Terry O'Quinn is in season Terry, two? Yes, he is. Holy. And no, I didn't Google that. <laughs> wow. I didn't. Okay, now I'm looking forward. I really hope it's recording on the DVR right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't worry. If you miss it, it'll only replay at least eight times until uh, next Sunday. I, I well, yeah. I know I still have the season pass because it's like I keep seeing old episodes pop. I'm like, I delete that. Right. I don't need to relive this. <laughs> but no, now I'm actually. You see, you throw little things in there, but again, that makes me worried because there, there's any one thing that happens in science fiction shows, it's stunt casting. It's ah, like guys, right. guys, we're having issues. I don't know if we're going to bring back. What do we do? Get one of those people from Serenity or Lost. Yep. That's what they do. Get us somebody. Bring and then Nathan what? Fillion Castle. There you go. Mm-hmm. You can't get Nathan Fillion. He's too good now. Yes. He's above that. <laughs> he's, 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 on his four, he's on his fourth season of Castle now. Yeah. I am honestly surprised how that show continues on. I really can't stand it. Really? I Again, wow. This is Now, this is good uh, parallels because I love Castle. I really, really enjoy the show. Yes. It is the one procedural where it has not formulaically been able to nail for me the perpetrator every time. Because I'll tell the first you, act. there's one thing that's frustrating. It's it's talking about shows with Will, and then he nails it right off the bat within two seconds. And you're like, Jesus, dude, how did you do that? He's like, oh, it's simple. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> what have I done that? Oh, when we were watching like that episode of The Good Guys? Yep. Oh, Sorry. <laughs> My wife no, it, isn't very fond of that either. <laughs> to, to, to me, my my issue with uh, my issue with Castle and a lot of procedural shows like that, like Bones as well, is everybody takes the X Files, Scully, and Mulder uh, relationship and just replicates it over and over and over again. You got the the true believer, the and then you have the hardened skeptic, and then it seems to be that. That's the case for, you know, these shows like in, in Bones or uh, Castle as well. Yeah, or like Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> huh? With Dr. Watson and, and Sherlock Holmes, you know, playing off each other. That, that which, you know, everyone is copied afterwards. But you're talking uh, about like, the Sherlock, the BBC series? Or? Yeah, no, see, about the there's books. too many Sherlocks going on, right? You got, yeah. you got the books, you got the BBC series, you've... One of the people I follow on Twitter has a dog named Sherlock, and that throws me for a loop every time. You have the new show with Lucy Liu. Wait, what? Are you talking yes, about the, the one that's supposedly going to be based in New York? Yeah, the Americanized Did they, Sherlock. The one that the uh, that Stephen Moffat and team are suing, that one? Yes, really? That one. Oh, yeah, yeah they went after him. 
because they I haven't heard about this. They had an you know well I mean they set a lot of stuff up there so and and the same team this is one of those gray areas for those of you that don't know what we're talking about the the BBC commissioned uh, Stephen Moffat and Mark Gatiss I believe it's pronounced and by the way I'd like to apologize to uh, Calvin because apparently I said Geiger when I should have said Geiger H R Geiger I thought I, I do too. You know, yeah. the guy who designed the look of the alien in Alien, basically. Or right. the xenomorph in... <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, uh, and my there's wife more, is also pointing out... There's multiple aliens, yeah, come on. My wife is also pointing out my new favorite thing to say is, I accept that. <laughs> have you even said it once this time? I don't think I have yeah. today. I accept well, that. But you have to accept it. No, I don't. <laughs> Ruth is pointing out Adam Baldwin was on Castle last night in Aussie. The first two seasons sucked. Last two are awesome. Well, there you go. Very good. Yeah. Well, Ruth really likes those procedural shows. Well, I I enjoy that one. It's because, like I said, if I can't identify who it is in the first act, I'm happy. Then I can get something out of it. Uh, but you know, even then, it, with Castle, it's kind of like okay. Well, you just have to look at two people that are really emotionally distraught in the first act and that might be it but you know i they haven't stuck to a solid formula so they keep it fresh and, okay. I, and I dig on that and plus you know he is the hammer the he is the hammer well actually and, he's yeah. not the hammer he's captain hammer the hammer never mind <laughs> and he all i mean let's let's just say it is the greatest green lantern voiceover ever Oh, he in is. the animated show, the animated, in yes. that animated uh, movie, yes, yep. definitely. Yeah. By and, the and way, Knights, oof, have, have you guys? Have you? <laughs> I'm laughing thinking about it, which is really poor radio. And I'm <laughs> sorry. And I don't remember if it was on Funny or Die or if it was on um, the oh, what's the one that Zach Levi has his uh, his one with the uh, Nerd Machine. I don't know if it was on Nerd Machine or it was on. Funny or die, but there's this great um, scene where Stephen Weber's son has to call Nathan Fillion because Stephen Weber <gasps> is, yes. you know, he's just, he, he can't stop portraying Superman, who yep. he did the voice for. Yep. And so then he brings in Nathan Fillion. And, you know, Nathan prepares me. He's like, don't worry, I got to sing. Whatever you do, do not open the door. It is very pivotal that you don't open the door. And then when he opens the door, there's the payoff, and it's funny, and I won't spoil it for you. Go out and find that. Or, America, if you are manning the Twitter Mm. and you can find it, make it happen. Let them know. Give them something to come back to after we're on the air, because God knows we don't want you watching it while we're on the air. (laughs) Yes, please. Please don't. (laughs) Or you can try and listen to us and watch it at the same time, but then that'll make no sense. Yeah, your mind will melt. Boy, I'm really heavily radio voicing it up today. I notice when I'm really bitter, I really slip into this voice really quick. Like, I'm, because mm. I'm, it really does, it's no wonder I cough, because this is, this is not my voice. This is something I have <laughs> no. to put on. And like working a muscle, my throat's now getting tired. <laughs> Oh boy, I'm glad we sound isolated that one. <laughs> I was just going to say. Just like a muscle boy, is my throat tired? <laughs> I was just soaking that in for what it was. I bet. <laughs> Put your pants oh. back on, you pervert. Uh, you have to blow into your computer too, Will? <laughs> That's not a computer. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> boy, aren't we all just having fun? Uh, should we talk about a little technology now that we've beaten the television horse to death? Well, I'd like to think so. Well, I know two out of three are going to want to talk about this. <laughs> Probably not the guy laughing in Utah who's having little happy drinks of uh, NyQuil right now. It's like t- it's like drinking summer. 
Wonderful. I love Daddy Juice. <laughs> um, this past week at the Worldwide Developers Conference for Apple, uh, naturally, for some reason, it's really important to announce new products at a developers conference. I would think you would be talking about software development kits and innovations in the software, but no, they bring out hardware. And I, I admit I only caught this on the uh, peripherals. I didn't uh, use – show me your peripherals. <laughs> no, use your peripherals. Show me your instincts. Yeah, Anyway, there you I'm go. still in 40-year-old version. I'm sorry. Again, glad we got that one sound isolated with nobody laughing over it. Yeah, I was going to say because, you know, <laughs> I, I am in 40-year-old virgin, like, persona. I'm, I'm definitely going to, uh, to sound isolate that and just give it to you guys so you can play it any time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm still in 40-year-old virgin. Anyway, uh, Apple made an announcement, and they've come out, they're coming out with a new MacBook Pro. Yes. Which uh, has the Retina display. Which means it's going to be the most high definition, high definition device out there. Pretty much. And it's got a new designed body that I, I don't understand the difference between this and an air though. Can you explain it to me, America? Well, basically this, this, uh, doesn't shrink, uh, doesn't taper off like the air. The airs taper off at the, at the very tips. Um, yeah. They kind of have one... a, they have a very skinny teardrop. Teardrop cut, if you want to think of it that way. Yes, exactly. And uh, the MacBook Pros don't. Um, this boils it down to, like, it cuts about an inch off of the old MacBook, which is a lot. Ah. Yeah. Um, still weighs about four pounds, though, you know, for the for the 15-inch one. Um, my, I actually have a couple of issues with the new MacBook Pro. As much as I love it, as much as I love the Retina display and whatnot, they, um, they made these new MacBook Pros basically... Uh, Without the ability to upgrade, um, without sending it into Apple itself, they they glued and soldered um, the battery and the hard drives. Oh which- yeah! Now that you mention that, I remember seeing. Uh, I always get emails about this stuff. Apparently, I've been si- I signed up for every technical thing in the world, and I don't know why. <laughs> so I get emails on it, and I saw the iFixit teardown of the new MacBook Pro, and they said it is the least self-maintainable computer apple has ever produced yeah which really bothers me but when but when you but when you buy a new one every six months it's not an issue (laughs) here's the thing i um i got my macbook pro 17 inch one which they discontinued by the way um my 17 inch macbook pro completely spec'd out four years ago uh and today it is still comparable with the new baseline MacBook Pros that are coming out. So I'm really happy with the computer that I, with my MacBook Pro. I've had it for four years, uh, coming up on five, and it's been a beautiful workhorse. I haven't had a glitch, virus, nothing on this thing. I absolutely love it. Um, that said, with the new ones, I'm, I'm a little annoyed that you can't take the battery out without having to send it in and pay dollars just to get the battery replaced, which is 54% more than what it costs for the old MacBooks. I'm kind of, oh, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat, though, because mine is an Air. So, I mean, there's not a lot I can do to it on my own as well. Is is this just the way that we're going to see with, with uh, you know, everything turning solid state? Is this the way it's going to be for all computers? Well, considering they're trying to constantly compete in getting skinnier and lighter, I think right. so. I mean, like, uh, I, uh, when we take calls, uh, by the way, at 866-610-9455, uh, 
uh, or 925-238-9020 in the uh, continental U.S. I don't know what to say there. Um, <laughs> or if you're calling long distance and you can't call the 866 number, basically. Uh, that is running on an old netbook, right? And when I got it, I wanted to upgrade the memory. And I can you would not believe I had to take out 44 screws just to be able to upgrade the memory. Because wow. I, I had to completely practically dismantle the entire lower chassis. I had to take off the logic board. I had to take off the audio module and so many other things because the memory was, you know, buried underneath there. And it's also a, it's not a solid state. That's why it sometimes screams like a banshee when it gets a little warm in here. Uh huh. Uh, thankfully, I don't think you guys can hear it because I'm so lazy. I'm leaned back way the hell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to fix it. I'm just going to scoot away from it. Pretty much. It's, it's the same as fixing if you can't hear it. If a computer screams outside of uh, the mic's range, does it really make noise? No. not. not I, don't, I don't think so. Not on air. Uh, Fengar seems to think it is not the future of computers. It's just a fad. Really? And uh, Jim Smith uh, asks, is, this is only true of only the retina, though, so do not buy that one. Buy the non-retina. Well, that would <laughs> answer that the question. Uh, there is the regular MacBook, uh, regular MacBooks and the non-pros uh, that I believe I – don't, I don't know if it's an issue, the issue relates to them as well because if they have solid-state drives on those, which I don't think they do, then – Everything would be glued in as well. Yeah, I think I think the way it goes is there's the MacBook Pro, and then this one is a special new model called the MacBook Pro Retina. Yeah. So this one would be the only one right now that it has this horrible composition, but who knows? That's it's just (laughs) another. Here's the thing, though: the more you make something uncustomizable, the more you alienate uh, the computer tweakers and the like. So you know, you're just going to further make yourself uh you know this little niche um computer system rather than something that's widely adopted right because i gotta admit you know uh, other than the limitation of programs i sometimes have i love my macbook air i'm able to do everything that i need to via my macbook air and i'm Mm -hmm. not breaking my back carrying the 10 plus pound 17 inch laptop that i used to carry Right. You know what I mean? Not to mention the external hard drive and all that jazz. So I love it. But at the same time, you know, I don't love the cost. You know, yes. I don't. Yes. Right. But again, on the flip side, you will have a MacBook Pro a lot longer as a usable piece of hardware that is uh, that is not hindered by new like operating system releases. Whereas like with windows based systems, what you're constantly running into is they're increasing the capabilities of the hardware. And then you've got the OS developer instantly trying to cash in and actually over utilizing the hardware. So in other words, uh, even though I may have a, an I five or an I three or an I seven computer with tons of memory and all that stuff, uh, Windows is going to find a way to eat up a lot of those new resources that they're creating by making it a faster computer. So, and whereas with the MacBooks, you know that whole line, you know, like I've still got an uh, an i uh, an i iBook G4 laying around here. It still works. You know, it's not the fastest thing in the world, but it still works and it works great. Mm. Uh, let's see now. I can't even pronounce that screen name, but they say about non-upgradability, most users won't care. Those who do will buy something else, which is true. 
Yep. The only thing that I really wish is that uh, Mac wasn't so stuck on having their proprietary hardware. In other words, I really wish they gave other people the opportunity to also uh, offer the software. You know what oh, I mean? Okay. So sure, in other yeah. words, I can have an, an Asus, not that I would want to because it would be 11 pounds, but I can have an Asus iBook or an, uh, an Asus right. MacBook kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, but you know, hey, that's it's it's, that's it's their, all part of their brand. That's their journey. That, yeah, they they are journey. they have some of the tightest restrictions on brand control of of any company out there. I remember, oh, yeah. I remember, I think it was about a decade ago, a little under a decade ago. There was a big uh, hullabaloo because there used to be a third party Mac hardware manufacturer, and uh, you know they made great computers. I, I think it was uh, the name of the company may have actually been Supercomputer or something like that. And, like, I think Apple pulled the license because they really were making better hardware than Apple was <laughs> at the time. So they shut that down. <laughs> we can't have competition. God. Shut a... them down. And, and that's the thing. is, It's just going to get harder and harder. Just like, um, for example, last week, Apple patented the MacBook Air design. Yeah. So, so which literally means that you, no other company could ever come out with anything that even looks similar to a thin ultrabook yeah well that's what it's all about nowadays now it's all about the patents so right. you, it, it you, just, you infringe on somebody's patent or copyright they're coming after you it just kills the uh, competition the spirit of the competition it kills the spirit of innovation personally i think does anyone know what venator is going on about um, he said there he said it again we knee i don't know what i said who said See, you pick what is coming. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> by the way, uh, another one of our listeners, uh, he's got some Doctor Who topics he wants to talk about. Uh, oh, he's nice. wondering Ooh. if we want to double back. I don't mind doubling back. You just need to call 866-610-9455-925-238-9020 or hit us up on Skype uh, with uh, NetHeads on air. And I'll, and I'll double back in person, too. You know what I mean? Like, No, I don't want to know what you mean. Please don't finish that sentence. Oh, Lord, please don't finish that sentence. Please don't. And by the way, if you if you do want to finish a pretty cool sentence, (laughs) make sure it ends with Think Geek. That's what I would recommend. Why? Because they have some of the most awesome stuff available. Two of the three Father's Day gifts I got this week. This year, pardon me, I get Father's Day gifts every week. You Didn't weekly. You guys know? <laughs> That's how great of a dad I am. Thanks for being awesome, Dad. Yeah. Here you go, more gifts. It's called Daddy Won't Stop Shopping. Um, <laughs> two of them, two out of three were at Think Geek. The, uh, the, both the, uh, the Doctor Who block set that is a lot like Legos, and I want to call them Legos, but it's not. Got the TARDIS with the Doctor Who and an Amy. Uh, also, my uh, vanishing TARDIS mug. Compliments of Think Geek. Now, if this is the kind of thing you like, or maybe there are other things you like. Maybe you're into things from Blade Runner. Maybe you're into things that are Star Trek themed. Maybe you just slide science things overall. Like you want a a 400 milliliter uh, beaker coffee mug like I have. By the way, make sure you get a Pyrex rod for those. It completes the look. Just saying. (laughs) You can find them at Think Geek. Now, the cool thing, too, is that you will not only not spend a lot of money on this stuff because everything, almost everything is affordable. I say almost everything because <laughs> some of those things. Oh! But 
almost everything is affordable, but also while you shop, you will earn geek points. Now, when you earn these geek points on future purchases of a certain amount, you'll be able to cash those in and get free stuff. So they reward you for shopping. It's really simple. How do you take advantage of this? You go to netheads.com forward or no, you don't. What the hell? <laughs> That'd be a great one to have. Yeah, go to that uh, go to that gaming uh, place in <laughs> South Dakota or wherever it is. No, you go to smodcast.com forward slash netheads. It's just not a thing you got without a screw up, people. Smodcast.com forward slash netheads. Click the Think Geek banner and do your shopping of great stuff. Why? Because at Think Geek, they have stuff for smart masses. Nice. Let's just crowbar that in. I really am about <laughs> to swallow my own throat. Wow. Hey, do, do, do internet cafes and gaming centers like, so, so I, I went to that URL. Yeah. Does that even really exist? Like, I thought with the advent of like Xbox gaming or even PC gaming with with like Stream and or excuse me Steam and all and all the others like what's the point again? I don't of of like land gaming. I really have no idea. Other than I the know. fact maybe like here's the thing. Here's the way I can see that. For those of you that don't know, what happened is during the ThinkGeek ad, I made reference to a URL that uh, is not in any way, shape, or form owned by us nor affiliated with us, and I don't know why it would come up in an advertisement other than the fact I'm a complete tool. So, but it's for an internet cafe and gaming center. Now, uh, here is the reason why it works for them, I am sure. If you look at the geographical area it is in, potentially, I'm just saying, I'm not saying sure. it is, but potentially... Sure. It may be broadband isn't as com- as uh, available. It may be that it's a less let's say it's a less economically diverse area. So not okay, everybody sure. has got gaming systems or great gaming computers. So this is the way they get their gaming on. Uh, you know, I see that they also offer a gaming summer camp. So this is, could be a place. You know, I, there's a lot of reasons. Maybe the internet cafe portion is selling. I don't know, but yeah, uh, I don't. I, yeah, I don't know either. Well, I know in a lot of a lot of places in like Japan and Korea, the internet gaming cafes are huge over there because apparently they enjoy getting together to, to play like their World of Warcraft versions of games. Well, and that. that could be it too. Maybe it's just an area where they're highly socializing. But you know, but I, then you got to put pants on. What really? Yeah, I, I agree. And but the part that scares <laughs> me the most is the guy in Utah is questioning the validity of this. So <laughs> I really think there might be something there. Now, guys, I got to tell you though. Quit hacking up your lung, Trent, because we have a caller. Who are you? Where are you calling from? Hey, it's Kyle from Texas again. Uh, I called a few weeks ago to talk about Red Dwarf. Yeah, you did. I got your message on here. If you hadn't called, I was going to go ahead and play your message, but now you're here, so I'm going to disregard that completely. Oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, I know, oh, yeah, isn't I it? Say, uh, thanks for turning me on to Doctor Who. I finally sat down and watched a bunch of episodes and absolutely love the show. See? Yep. Oh, man. Yep. Yeah, I... I sat down and watched all of season one in one night. <laughs> I, it was great, right? There's a lot of that going around. <laughs> That's the, how crazy I got into it. Now, I'm all the way up to season five now. Oh, there you go. See, you are just slacking, Ooh. Americo. I know. God. Yeah. This guy is just powered all the way through. So did you... Uh, well, never mind. We can't talk about it. He's still in mid-season three. But, no, but please it, talk it, about it. It's really enjoyable, though, right? <laughs> now, you're, where are you at in season five? Uh, the first episode of season five, or actually the second episode, so, after you regenerated once again. Okay, so what was I your... I had to double back because I, I got confused on what happened. Ah. 
I won season five open because I hadn't watched the uh, end of time, the two-parter. Yeah, the, yep. for the longest time, that wasn't available on Netflix. So you could you could get to the end of season four, and then you could watch, I think, two out of the three gap year movies. And so what they did, they just like did holiday specials. Basically, like I think there was one for Easter, one for something, one for Thanksgiving, one for Christmas. I, I'm a little off on the air dates. Don't sue me. I don't care. I caught up on all this. So, uh, but <laughs> right. but the and for the longest time, the last that two parter end of time where basically the regeneration at the end happens, going from David Tennant to Matt Smith, yep. wasn't available. It was like I think it was either disc only, but it wasn't available on streaming. Uh, so and it's still, right, yeah, it's still hard to find Netflix. in Netflix, just searching for it. Yeah, so uh, for the longest time, and it, they're on there. you're now like the fourth person I've heard. They're like, I didn't understand why suddenly, why is there suddenly this new doctor and the TARDIS is crashing? What's going on? I could, don't know what to yeah. tell you. you got to watch that last part. Now, the interesting thing about that, and America, you'll be able to catch up on this. When David Tennant finally uh, regenerates into Matt Smith, sorry, I took a little nap there. Uh, when, when they finally, tr- uh, um, regenerates, what happened is that script was written by Russell T. Davis up literally to the point where David Tennant regenerates and yeah. then he handed it off. So literally everything after that point is all Stephen Moffat written. So, oh, okay. so the last five minutes of the end of time, I think it is, or the last two minutes, you know, so, and I thought that was really cool because, you know, Russell T. Davies was able to, and yes, I will always use all three initials. I don't know why. Uh, RTD, Russell T. Davies. It's the yes. same way you say Harvey Lee Oswald, I guess. I don't know. Those are, there's an entire generation of listeners out there going, who's Harvey Lee Oswald? Herbie, Herbie the Rabbit? No. <laughs> wow. They don't even know Harvey the Rabbit, dude. Come on it's now. Oswald the Rabbit. Come on. Oh, Lord. <laughs> anyway, uh, I forgot where yeah. I was even going with this now. Where was I going with this? Oh, well, don't know. <laughs> Forget it. You derailed me. No, I'll, it, it, I thought it was really, I just got it. I, I, I thought it was really cool the way that, you know, he was able to, you know, draw a line in the sand and he was able to complete his run and just, you know, say goodbye, if you will, to the character that way. I really thought that was nice. And there are a lot of people who. Missed, uh, that previous doctor. Yeah, a lot of people are. There are a lot of people where David Tennant was their guy. Uh, but for some reason, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I That's honestly, cool. I would have. towards the first season's doctor. Oh, Eccleston? Nice. I didn't like to see him go after just one season. You know, yep. a lot of people did. A lot of people did. But, you know, he just it just wasn't his bag. You know, he got the role, he did the part, and he didn't enjoy it. So what are you going to do, right? Yeah, I was reading up on this because, obviously, you know, the change in Doctor Who's interests me. And it seems whoa, whoa, like whoa, whoa, that... Whoa, 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 Did you just say the change in Doctor Who's? <laughs> same Doctor. I did, I, I, I did always the same Doctor. doctor. No, no, doctor I'm, no, 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 no. I'm just, please, don't call him Doctor Who. You're right. <laughs> He's the doctor. The TV show is called Doctor Who. He is the doctor. He is the doctor. I was speaking of the show, uh, but yes, you're absolutely right. My apologies. Uh, Forgive me for interrupting. (laughs) Rewind, restart. The change in doctors I found interesting as far as the person playing them. And and I read up that Eccleston, uh, when people saw him, they saw him as uncomfortable in the role. And I didn't see that, to tell you the truth. I enjoyed watching him uh, play the doctor. 
Yeah. I honestly did too. I think he and and I really think that given the backstory that was revealed during the run of season one, I think his behavior, his presence, and everything else was very well played out. You know, he he maybe that's the discomfort other people were seeing, but I just saw him as this angst-ridden individual who's now having to live in a universe as an almost an eternal. You know, knowing he the things he had done. Yeah. if you will, and and having to live with those. So I kind of got it, um, and I, I did enjoy him in the role. Now, there are a lot of people, much like our, our caller, who, who really like David Tennant, and they really miss him. But the thing for me is that David Tennant never really gelled for me in the role except for a few times. Uh, David Tennant or Chris Eggleston? David Tennant now I'm talking about, the second okay. in the okay. uh, reboot. Um, I really, yeah. really liked him in almost everything that Stephen Moffat wrote. I enjoyed those episodes. Um, some of the right. other ones, though, I don't That's, know. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say in the Cyberman episode, one that went back to the 1851. Oh, with the other doctor, which Cats is the... on those little, uh, those little canisters that have information on it. Do you catch when they released info on one of them? It showed the doctors from... Like the series from like the sixties and seventies. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. they've they've done that a few times. Like if you'll also notice too, when in the very first episode of the fifth series, which is the eleventh Doctor, you'll notice that uh, you know there's this scene where the the Atraxi are basically there's you know he's like, do you know who I am? And they're showing images of all these past Doctors as well, and that comes up again in series in season five as you go even further. You'll see little instances of that happen, so uh, you'll enjoy it. Yeah, that's nice. I got actually one more thing to add. I'm gonna, I think it's my personal best favorite line in the Doctor Who series to date. It was said by uh, Captain Jack towards the end of the fourth season when they were all on the Dalek ship. And I don't want to give too much away, but there was three. You know who there was three of. Yeah. And he goes, you have no idea what's going through my mind right now. (laughs) (laughs) Those in the the know. That's true. Those in the know. Those in the know really didn't enjoy that. All right, (laughs) sir. Well, thank you for your phone call. Thanks for your phone phone call this week. (laughs) (laughs) That's all. Yeah. My name is Porky Will. Anyway, have a good one, man. uh, I'm sure we'll talk to you in the future. Thanks, Kyle. There we go. Kyle, By the way, yeah, Doctor Who. God, I, even today, uh, just because of building, as I was, God, I'm such a nerd. As I was building my TARDIS uh, Lego-ish set, I I had to put on the Series Five soundtrack, which had my wife nodding her head. And then, <laughs> and immediately after that, like the one go-to episode for both my daughter and I, for some reason, or the two parters, maybe because it opens so strong. And and you're in for a treat, Americo. It's it is um uh, the Time of Angels, Flesh and Stone two-parter because that has just got one of the best openings ever. And so we huh. watched those today, and I just and while drinking coffee out of my vanishing TARDIS mug. Um, you know I've. I've actually found something. Uh, there's only been one episode that I've uh, been questioning, and that's uh, the season two Love and Monsters episode where um, they meet the absorbing alien that takes in 
people into his body and they all, you know, uh, kind of. Oh, the abs, that, that weird one where it's kind of like it's a doctor episode, but not a doctor episode because like the first, at least half of the show are these other people that are yes. hunting down and hunt and trying to find the doctor or have an experience with the doctor, right? Yes. And there's a, there's a whole, this dude's doing his whole webcam thing of talking oh, about. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Here's the thing. Uh, it turns out that that car- that, that guy, uh, actually met the doctor when he was a little kid, but um, they showed David Tennant, not the doctor before. Uh, was that you're not thinking fourth usually... dimensionally? Okay, that's what it is. That's, that's... <laughs> no, I mean there's that's... just I mean there are some times when I, a lot of these things come into question. One of them will be coming up for you in the sixth season as well. But mm-hmm. uh, and I think we actually talked about it on the show already, but. I was just curious if that's a thing that they they just do and you have to accept or yeah exactly. Just... There's some point, some adventure we didn't see where this guy ran across gotcha. the doctor. Now, if instead they had done something else where suddenly that was actually a scene from a future episode, I think that's kind of cool. Tie it in that way, right? You know, and and one of the things too, you have to keep the minute you meet the character River Song, Americo, you need yes. to start listening to everything she says. And anytime it's a Stephen Moffat episode, listen to anything that is said. Uh, now, you have seen the fifth and sixth season, right, um, Trent? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, reaffirming the stupid. That's what I'm doing. Because um, <laughs> I clearly have forgotten the fact that I know very well. Um, but if you listen, like in the beginning of the episode for uh, the Weeping Angels two-parter, and I'm pretty sure it's Time of Angels is the name of it, uh, one of the things... He take the doctor takes his new companion Amy to a museum, and he's like, "It's the such and such museum, and the final resting place of the headless monks." Completely throwaway line until you get into the six series. Uh, yep, exactly. Right mm, yep. Uh, now, whenever River Song is reading from her journal, one thing you'll find out about this character eventually: there's something unique about her, and she has a journal with her. And she opens things up. Like the first time she meets the doctor, she opens the diary and says, okay, where are we? Have we been to the crashing of the Byzantium? Huh? You see that, Trent? Yep. Uh-huh. Did you catch that the first time? I didn't. I, in Neither fact, I didn't did I. You just said it now. Yeah. So now you'll there, there are these little things that are thrown in. And, you know, they eventually roll them out into something else. So a lot of River Song's adventures. Because you will see her in the future. You know, things come about again. So... Keep an ear out and an eye out, my friend. You're in for a hell of a ride. You'll see her in the past, too. It's so confusing. Yeah, we're just getting timey-wimey on you. A little bit. A little spacey-wacy. Yes, a little wibbly-wobbly, timely-wimey. Um, timey-wimey. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know. You had to double back on that timey-wimey. Just a little oh, bit. I tell you what, if I had to double back on some timey-wimey. Oh, Lord. You'd go lost. You know, the oh, nice yeah. thing I will say about this episode is that at least we've been able to listen to Trent sober up through the episode. <laughs> That's the good thing. Because now we know he's with us, he's fully engaged, and he's following along. And best of all, he's actually enunciating his words instead of having that nice, lazy, yeah. slurred speech. I tell you guys, I, I fucking love you guys yeah. so much. <laughs> I've heard that way too many times. You know what's interesting about that gaming cafe, too? They must be located right near a school, is my guess, because they don't open until 4.30 during the week. Right. Oh. They're like, we don't bother. 4.30, that's it. So that's what it is. You know what I mean? They're just yeah. catering to, a, I guess. Well, and, and, and at $10 a day, I guess it's cheaper than daycare. Oh, my gosh. That's it? Wow. Yeah. And they have supervised adults? Hell, yeah. 
Well, I mean, you can use, you know, quotes around supervised adults. I mean, just because you've got a, a blue tag mark on Google Maps in your front lawn, you know, put by the government about some sort of Megan's Law doesn't mean <laughs> that you aren't qualified as a, you know, adult. Oh, you're scaring me, sir. <laughs> right now, there's like eight people being like, is Trent a registered sex offender? Well, I don't know. <laughs> You know, sometimes the fine registered. Sometimes, folks, the mystery is half the fun. <laughs> am I right or am I right? I think you're right. I know I am. Uh, what the hell else? By the way, oh my gosh. Mm. Did either one of you listen to the. I hate to do this here on the show. Oh, shit. Because my answer is going to be no. Because really, I'm just pandering to other stuff on the network. Right. But I Which was fine. so blown away by the second installment of Fat Man on Batman. No, I haven't. I've only listened to the first episode, and you I have been... both suck. I, I have it on it, my things to listen to. Mark Hamill has so much more geek cred than I ever knew. Oh, my Lord, the things this man knows. It is amazing. I have a newfound respect for Mark Hamill. He is just incredible. If you have okay. not listened to the first episode of Fat Man on, or second episode of Fat Man on Batman, and you're listening to this podcast or this show as a podcast, and you haven't downloaded that, I'm banning you from future episodes of NetHeads until you <laughs> listen to that. I am serious. <laughs> Here's how good it was. I have been waiting. I'm on the inside in some ways, guys, and I'm right. passionately waiting for this third installment. I want the second parter so bad I'm salivating. That's how good it was. I'm, I'm downloading it right now as we speak. You damn well should, because hell, why not compromise your appearance on this show to get that? That's what I say. <laughs> you know what? Here's how good it is. I'm encouraging you right now, whether you're listening live or you are listening via podcast dump this crap that you're listening to right now and get the second episode of fat man on batman because the third one's about to come out and you're going to want that more than you want anything in this world i'm telling That's you now praise. oh my want, gosh you're gonna want it more than cock well i gotta tell you <laughs> i don't really Hang have a craving nor a desire for that anyway so <laughs> i can't relate to your comment but I appreciate uh, your input, Trent. I really do. Hey, you know, I do what I can. I do what I can. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was just so... I was just sitting there glued. I was resentful of the fact that I had to work because it meant I couldn't pay full attention to that. Well, and it's interesting, too, because, I mean, you look at the people that have been on, you you know, Paul Dini, Mark Hamill, oh, yeah. and, like, it, for me, it's really cool because I've been going back and The Hub is re-airing all of the, um, you know, 1992 to 95... Um, Batman the animated series. Oh no, they're even they're even series. getting some of the later ones that were packaged along with Superman uh, when they kind of rebooted man. on the WB. I, I can't wait till they come out on Blu-ray. Honestly, see, I and, love. The and it's just it's so amazing. You've got Paul Dini writing at least three fourths of all of those episodes with Mark yeah. Hamill being the Joker. Like, oh yeah, oh, and and that just gets me even more excited to listen to these. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, listening to Dini talk about it in the first, I. Listening to the man passionately and then crying about episodes that he's written 10, 20 years ago. It's just amazing. Uh, oh, yeah. Like Heart of Ice. Kind of Heart, Heart of yes. Ice just aired on the. Oh, hub. yes, it did. Yes. Yeah. I admit I am recording. I'm especially recording it because they're upscaling them and broadcasting them on HD. So I'm like, yes, oh, uh -huh. yeah. Gimme, yes, gimme, 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 gimme is yep, what I'm totally saying. Are. Yeah. And I have just been, I've been sitting there just with a new appreciation for that series. 
And mind you, like you said, it came out in 92. So it, I started watching it when it came out. I was watching it for at least a good two years. Yeah. Or maybe a year because the, you know, two years after that cartoon came out, I got married. So (laughs) I'm not exactly saying with pride that I was watching it, but I really liked it. I really dug it. And, and, and that cartoon was so to me what batman really yes. was oh that absolutely. It just like uh, unfortunately it is something that kevin smith also said so i don't want you to think i'm i'm you know just saying this to right along but it's true when i hear batman's voice in my head i hear kevin conroy kevin Con- yep absolutely. every time the, every, and mark time. hamill's joker is my joker so much so that one of the last uh, animated movies i watched um, I'm not sure if it was a Batman one or a Justice League one, but it did have the Joker in it. And the guy who did the voice is the same one who does the voice of Bender in uh, oh, Futurama. Futurama. Uh, I can't remember his name right off the top of my head, though. And uh, it, it is so much, uh, you know, that Mark Hamill's voice is my Joker that I was kind of uh, thrown out of Put the, off a little bit. Just a little. Wait, wait. Was that the Red Hood uh, movie? Uh, because that wasn't Mark Hamill. That's I true. It wasn't. I don't he know. Does if a great it was job. A, it might. No, I don't think it was the Red Hood. Maybe it was the Red Hood movie. The one with the different Robins and then Robin gets, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's the, the Jason I, Todd story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it starts off with Jason Todd getting the beat down with the crowbar, right? Yes. yes. That's yes. the one. That's the one. That yeah. is definitely it. And the guy's last name is DiMaggio. That's what I can tell you. Uh, I can't remember by, the first uh, name. Red, the show was written by uh, that movie was written by Judd Winnick, uh, one of the writers for Batman, who did an amazing. It was a really well, good he, movie, and but... he is the one that in the comic book run did the Jason Todd. He did the Killing yes. Joke. Yeah. Yes. Did he not? Well, he did. He did. He did the the Red Hood, and then he also did Lost Days of the Red Hood. Yeah. Which is yeah. a great miniseries that tells like the whole pre-story to when he before he shows up in Gotham. Which just goes to show, folks, you can be on a reality show and not be snooky and get somewhere. Yes. <laughs> yes. For those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, God only knows how many eons ago he was a member of the San Francisco cast of the Real World. Season two, Real World. Real World. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, here in Back when we were like, yeah, San Francisco represents. <laughs> yeah. And then we got By Puck, the- and we're like, never mind. <laughs> Did you notice? Uh, I'm gonna right. throw back to the show. Did you notice when Puck left? That show became the most placid, uh, calm. Uh, crew that you ever saw in a real world show? Well, yeah, because they were relieved at that point, <laughs> and that's and that's before they pay, they they just paid them instead of salary and liquor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's just give them alcohol. It'll, the yeah. show will make itself. <laughs> they're they're twenty three. Let them let them drink it up. Didn't that start with like the Vegas one where they were in the top of the palms or whatever? Yes. Uh-huh. They're just like, hey, guess what? We don't have to pay these guys. If we give them free room and board and alcohol, they'll do the show. They'll do it. And look, we get magic. Is that <laughs> is the real world even on anymore? Yes. Oh, yeah. really? Oh, wait. Wow. Yeah. I'm amazed. Uh, um, it, it's not even worth thinking about watching. Well, you know, I don't know, though. I'm 41 years old. I can't judge anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you just have to accept everything. Pretty much. It's like, oh... <laughs> You know, hey, Jersey Shore, okay. I don't get it, but whatever. I don't get it, but let's watch some two and a half men. I used to I I used to watch Real World, so I guess maybe this is something. <laughs> it's something. It's something. <laughs> that about sums it up. It's a parody of itself uh, nowadays, really. You know, just quickly jumping back to the 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 Batman the animated series. Oh yeah. Um so Bruce Tim 
the one of the you know main showrunners in it, especially when it came to like look and feel. He's the one that kind of termed the 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 idea of uh, dark deco instead of art deco. You know the the whole look and feel for the series. Oh yeah, he wanted to be a comic book creator his entire life. Never got a job with Marvel, DC, no or shit. anyone else. Like that, when he grew up, he was like, "I'm going to be a comic book artist." Never happened, and that was his avenue in, into the Batman world. Was actually through this uh, animation. And wow. and and didn't. Um, oh wait a minute. Now uh, Fran- Francis is telling me, by the way, via okay. Twitter, he said that Alan Moore wrote the Killing Joke. So what am yes, I thinking Alan of? Moore, Alan Moore wrote the Killing Joke. Okay. What What am I thinking of then? Winnick did backstories. I okay, believe. so in other words, Winnick played off of that, and he, he came up with the Red Hood aspect, which was that Jason Todd got put in the Lazarus pit, came back, yes. and et cetera, et cetera. Okay, yes. my apologies. Please, Crazy Alan Moore, don't come after me. Yeah, <laughs> he's going to eat your soul. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. First Watchmen, now this. Fengar says, two and a half men. Same smell. Um <laughs> Actually, if you listen to the Paul Dini episode of Fat Man on Batman, that was one of the things the the guy you talked about. One one of the concepts he came up with is that when they drew the the backgrounds and the art for this, they started with black. So, in other words, the the canvas was black, and then everything was yes. drawn on that. So that way, everything in itself was trying to, and that's why the show has that look. Everything's kind of trying to escape darkness, if you will. Uh huh. So yeah, all of the nightscapes started with black, and then they went from there. And I just thought that was great. Ugh. Absolutely, it's. I, I have such fond memories of that show. It's still, oh yeah, one of the greatest one of the greatest iterations of Batman I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I sound like I'm quoting Kevin, but it's true. I, it's just, I absolutely loved it. It was my Batman. Yeah. Um, well, it was for a lot of us of, of this generation because it was finally a representation of Batman that wasn't this this cutesy breakfast cereal yes. batman yep. you know and Agreed. it wasn't it wasn't playing off of the the 1960s batman tv show this was the first you know hey it's just it's an episode title of netheads love that gritty batman yeah you know we yep. we like the dark knight with angst like i the other night uh it was the one episode where they introduced the scarecrow which you know and that's the funny thing to see some of these earlier episodes because the characters right. change in their look and feel over time uh-huh and like the scarecrow from that episode from nothing to fear compared to over the edge completely different look totally uh-huh. uh but then again that was also a number of years apart because i think the over the edge episode came from a later later revamp that aired like in uh, 97 or 98 i think Oh, really? God, the useless crap I know. Ask me when my brother Donald's birthday is. I have no idea. (laughs) But that Batman, you know, it was the first really good, gritty thing. And the Scarecrow, uh, that episode, it wasn't the best, I got to admit. But I just love the one moment where, you know, Batman is overcoming his fear. And and he's just saying, no, you're not my father. You're not real. And he's just like, I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman. And I got goosebumps, dude. Chills, Goosebumps. And I'm 41 years old. (laughs) Let me reinforce that fact. Oh, it's so sad. And, And married. Yeah, I am. See, there is hope, guys. There is hope. Yeah, there's hope. Uh, Fengar says, I like how NetIW says black like he has a large marble sitting on his tongue. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I'm okay. Black. 
you were thinking of death in the family when Jason was originally spoilers killed. Okay, there we go. Thank you for clarifying that for me. Uh, Dan Awesome Robo. Name on Twitter. I that's, really, a, that's a great name on Twitter. It, well, could you imagine if, if that was actually his name in real life, too? <laughs> Dan Awesome Robo. Excuse me, Mr. Awesome Robo. Um, <laughs> how many copies of this did you want? A little unclear. <laughs> I love awesome how <laughs> Fengar also says, I love how everyone makes Nethead WW feel self-conscious about what he's saying as he's doing a live podcast. <laughs> True, because the one before that was Ruth saying, uh, Nedheads has lost me time for music instead. Well, thank you. That always makes you feel good. Well, the content of the show has lost the female listeners so much that we are now officially gone to easy listening. Yes. <laughs> it's the AM radio. She's never seen the animated show. I'm sure if we were talking about Lego Batman 2 coming out this Tuesday. Oh, yeah. Suddenly, if we were talking about the whole Lego Batman storyline, which, by the way... I had a problem with that. I, I I went through the whole Star Wars ones, and I had a uh, blast. Because, you know, on Wii, that's the only way they came out. They came out oh yeah, right, like yeah. all of them. And then I got Lego Batman, and for some reason, I just didn't get as captivated as Lego Star Wars. Well, in Lego, in the, the upcoming Lego Batman 2, uh, people are actually speaking now. Yeah, real yeah. voices. Yeah, you get it's real voices. It's about time. Not, not the... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Batman, Robin, and the whole cast, a lot, a large cast of the DC universe. As yep, well. yeah, yep. They'll all be speaking. Could you imagine if we did a podcast the way those things? It's about. And America also pointed out I was serious. Hashtag boring. Hashtag nethead. <laughs> Why would you say that while we're on the air? Why would you do she, that? She's going after me about it. Well, that's not very nice. There's still two other guys that are catching <laughs> flack on that one. Why do we have to get hit with the shrapnel? We're still trying to do a show here. Uh, but, Will, you you were the one who, who manned up and jumped on the grenade just by acknowledging it. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. We don't hide behind things here. No, no we, gosh, we confront no. them head on. I just want to go play with my TARDIS. <laughs> And, and isolated and saved for later. There you go. I'm going to have to drop a music bed on this entire episode just so that you guys can't do anything with it after the fact. Thank goodness I've got the master. <laughs> uh, by the way, does anyone else have anything else to talk about? Because I'm done. I was just going to say, if you're the master, do I get to be blaster? <laughs> oh, uh, well... Hold on. I think we should have Jim uh, call in in the last few minutes of the show. And Jim, it's only uh, fitting. Mr. Yeah. Smith, you know who I'm talking about, James Smith. He should call me. He's saying, Lego Batman, best game ever, then be fighting words. All I said was I didn't get into it. And maybe that was because I was so burnt out on having just played so much Lego Star yeah. Wars. It's true. And plus, well, you know, there are certain repetitive things that go on in these video games that drive oh. me absolutely insane. Like, I agree. I'm still trying to get through Arkham City, and you have what I like to call just the thug episodes. So you have to effectively silently take out a large number of gunmen or henchmen in a small area. If they see you, you're discovered, you're shot, you're killed, okay? But having one of these every 10 minutes in the game pisses me off. Lego Star Wars, same thing. All the action scenes I liked. Anytime I was flying a ship and I had to use mines to blow something up, drove me insane. <laughs> Absolutely drove me insane with this. Here's the thing. I understand that in order to crank out a game in a finite amount of time, you need to repurpose content. But 
I'm sorry. I believe gamers are smart enough to know they're repurposing content, and now I'm annoyed by having to do this yet again. Mm-hmm. No, we added a new challenge. Now there's mines on the floor that you can set off as well. Great. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> you took something that was annoying and trying my patience. Now you made it harder. Oh, now the henchmen can shoot down the gargoyles so you can't hide on those. Even better. Thank you. I wasn't looking for a challenge. I just want to get through this damn level. I was going to say, which is why I play all video games on the easiest setting possible. <laughs> That's my problem. I'm like, no, I'm going at least for normal. I'm a man. Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. Just just let it go and things get a lot better. Anglo Fanatic 42 wants to know, Will, have you tried the Doctor Who game yet? No, I haven't played any of the Who games. I have not. Even though there was a special edition Wii one that came with a sonic screwdriver remote control. Uh, I heard nothing but bad things about the Wii game, at least, the original one. Uh, I heard good things about the games that the BBC gave out free for, uh, you know, uh, uh, (laughs) people that live in the UK. Citizens of the UK got to get them for free. Uh, But if you were here in the US, you had to pay for them. Uh, So Mm. I didn't play those. It's all part of their socialist medicine. Yeah, hold on a second. According to this, I don't know. Let's see who this is. La, 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 la. You're live with uh, the NetHeads. Who are you? Where are you calling from? Hello, Will. It is Jim. Caller, you're an expert at this. Turn down your radio. <laughs> I, I, I apologize. I didn't think you were going to pick up that quickly. Uh, that's all right. Well, I'm quick on the draw. Well, it's true. Just ask my wife. What? <laughs> oh, well, I don't get it. Never mind. So I, 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 I do believe that uh, Batman, Lego Batman was perhaps one of the best video games ever made. Well, I have to be honest. I don't even know if I've gone past the first level yet. Ah, I, see. Th- I think uh, from what I remember, I was pretty much just doing a side scroller. Well, it's kind of like saying it's, I'm playing the game, but... <laughs> You know, I was having to use remote control cars to do some. I don't remember where I was at. I think I got through basically the first like level, the first campaign, if you will. Yeah, and, very good. I mean, after you complete the the basic storyline, the the replay is actually probably better than the actual game because that universe was so spread out through Gotham. They didn't, they weren't held to the basic storyline like Star Wars was or Indiana Jones, which well, was just awful yeah. in my opinion. Well, even Star Wars, they were, uh, all the Lego games do this, so they really try and cash in on the, the replayability. Even though I don't necessarily want to play uh, the level again as a, a Sith or as a Stormtrooper just to be able to access this one little area. Oh, look, I got another one of those little things that helps me build a ship and get more bonuses. Yahoo. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but I, again, think, you know, even as a Star Wars fanatic like myself, um, being held to the, the basic plot line of Star Wars, Indiana Jones, Pirates of the Caribbean, Harry Potter, pick whichever Lego game you want to talk about. With Batman, they weren't confined to a previous story that's true that and and uh, yeah. you're right that by not having to adhere to a uh, a concept and timeline dictated by a movie uh, i could see that they could really expand the universe and the possibilities a bit more and right. i really should give it more of a chance but the truth is since i got the xbox i haven't reprogrammed my smart remote in order to let me just play my wii as well so Oh, I know. I know. It, that's when that's when lazy becomes really lazy. When the when the remote you can hook up to your computer to reprogram 
is it's too much for you to do. You're like, I don't want to do that right now. But the computer's upstairs and the TV's yeah, downstairs. I've never done this on the Mac, and I gotta find the cable. Yeah. <laughs> Well, well, once you uh, get around to giving Batman a chance, uh, or more of a chance, I think you'll enjoy it uh, as much, if not more, than you did the Star Wars games. Well, here's what I really want to know. Should I actually be playing Lego Batman on Xbox instead of the Wii? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Really? Absolutely. Am I yeah. going to get that much more out of it? I, I think you would. I mean, I, I always find the Wii controls just to be annoying, to be honest. That's yeah. true. I, I when I have to coin certain terms to play a game with my title, hit big Z. What? <laughs> <laughs> Just do it. Indeed. But yeah, yeah no, and I, I, I will be in line, you know, on, on Tuesday to, to pick up Batman two. Really? Lego Batman. Yeah, same here. Same here. Well, well, maybe I'll have to uh maybe I'll have to rethink these things. And know. you know, now that I know you you have it on the Wii, perhaps I'll pick it up on the Wii and we can play, you know, amongst ourselves. Oh, dude, that sounds creepy when you say it. <laughs> you just took you just took multiplayer gaming to someplace dirty with one simple sentence. That's just well, you know. I, I wanted to fit in. Oh, okay, great. Yes, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Very good. Well, the good news is, if you're interested in the things that Jim has to say, he's coming up next live on Smodcast.com, or you can hunt out Soundbite Nation as one of the podcasts available through Smodcast.com as well. Thanks, Will. I appreciate the plug, my friend. Oh, my pleasure. I am the plug master. I'll talk to you, gentlemen, a little bit later then. All righty, sir. You have a good one. You too, gentlemen. Good night. Yeah, good night. Look at that. That was Jim. Yes. Good guy. Thanks, Jim. He's always cleaning up our mess, if you will. (laughs) He's He's like the jizz mopper. Right? Uh, Is that what you meant? Not at all. (laughs) But thank you for that. Yet another thing... Trent has said on the podcast that I have to explain to my daughter. <laughs> Great. Just keep a list of things. Like, I was like, you have to discuss this one later. There you are. Well, uh, everybody, thank you very much uh, for listening live. If you did or listening to the podcast, if you made it this far, why? Um, and don't forget, if you want to follow Trent on Twitter, he is a part of him. Americo is Americo76. I am NetheadWW. The show is NetHeads on air. And you have been listening to NetHeads on Smodco. Internet radio. It's smodcast.com. Or don't. Eh, it's up to you. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Play the damn sound file. Netheads. Netheads. File transfer. Netheads with Will Wilkins. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Love movies? What a goddamn goinky-dink. So does Kevin Smith. Want to be on his weekly geekly talk show, Spoilers on Hulu? Kev is looking for people to watch this summer's big screen blockbusters, then sashay down to the Smodco Studios at Universal City Walk in Hollywood and talk about them. Sign up for the studio audience waiting list at smodcast.com slash spoilers. Do it. Do it now. <laughs> Smodco needs to put asses in seats for Dark Knight, Spidey, Total Recall, and more. Smodcast.com slash spoilers. You dig Batman? Well, who the fuck doesn't? But that's beside the point. Smodco has a show for you. Fat Man on Batman. 
a new weekly podcast dedicated to Detective Comics' coolest dick. Kevin Smith and a special guest from the Badverse will shoot the shit about all things Dark Knight. Fat Man on Batman, exclusively on Sir Smodco Internet Radio.